All right, hey, it's Ronin Man here, and uh, today we're going to talk about, sorry for the absence, my phone was stolen, so I'm using my computer again to record, and I got a new professional mic, I hope you like it. Um, today I'm going to talk about a book that's really, really fantastic, and I think the book was written by the author, Gavin DeBecker, for his wife and daughters, but I think this book is actually uh, just as applicable or more applicable for guys. So bear with me here, guys. This is really a great book. I mean, this is like, I'm not messing around on this one. This is like fucking epic stuff. Okay, so what what is the book about? It's kind of just generally give you a quick, quick review of the book. What what he what he talks about is he protects uh, wealthy people, so people that are being stalked, as celebrities, and things like that, right? So what he what he does is he's worked with hundreds of people. He's like a like a personal security guy, right? And so he's learned from his job is what is actually dangerous in real life and what is not dangerous, right? This is something that only like generally soldiers or maybe gang members, uh, people that have been through a war will actually get this visceral about what is real, what is not real, what is dangerous, what's not dangerous. In real life, we just don't have these kind of, you know, generally we don't have these kind of like life-threatening situations where we we, you know, we're in danger of being hunted and killed, right? So we don't have to like really be that cutting edge about this stuff uh, as far as our physical welfare. But when it comes to our financial, mental, and basically everything about our life, our happiness and everything as guys, we have some serious dangers out there. Um, and The Gift of Fear can be, I think it can be one of the best books you've ever written, read. Uh, it can help you in so many ways. So what he talks about is this. Basically, what human beings do uh, is they, okay, let's say there's you're, there's danger around you. Okay, so let's say the, the example he uses is a woman, so I'm going to use that example. Okay, so a woman walking home at night, she will tend to, uh, in a dark road, she'll tend to be afraid of everybody who walks by. So if there's a man across the street with a dark jacket, she's going to watch him. If there's a guy behind her, she's going to be scared. She'll go into a convenience store. She'll go into a restaurant. If if if, if you follows her for too long, right? And you know, then you know she she basically essentially is is worried about everybody, right? What Gavin talks about, and this is the brilliance of the book, is that our instincts, okay, human beings' instincts, are basically close to perfect. We we have evolved. You know, not eaten at night by a tiger, not killed by a snake. We are the survivors, you guys. We are survivors of hundreds of millions of years of extreme danger. And how the guys that survived and the women that survived was the ones who listened to their instincts. And they just knew this was not safe for them, right? But what does that mean? Because, well, I think what I, I watched a review as I was making this. I watched a review that Oprah did. And it was so funny because she didn't fucking have a clue what the book was about. She was basically looking at him scared and basically saying like, you have to be afraid of everything, right? You know, so, and and, and I was even shocked because even Gavin DeBecker totally sold out in the interview. He said, you know, if, if somebody gives your boy a present, you know, a 12-year-old boy, then you should basically, if your instinct is he's no good guy, you know, then he's a child molester and you should basically kick him out of your life, right? And, but it's funny, because it's so funny because if you read the book, that's not at all what he says. Actually, what he says is, is that your instinct knows the difference between safe and not safe and that most things are safe. Okay, so here's the example he uses in the book. So the woman's walking home, right? So again, she's scared of everybody walking down the street. So 
Then when she gets to her apartment, okay, I think this is New York or whatever. It's like one of these uh, townhouses, locked door, first floor. She goes inside the locked door, and as she's going up the stairs, this is a true story, by the way. Uh, she's going up the stairs, and there's a man in the stairwell, and he's just standing there. Now, she's been afraid of all these people along the street, her boss, this taxi driver, you know, guys just walking home, some good, some dude who just lives near here who just, you know, happens to be walking on the same street, some guy who's driving and looking for a parking space. You know, she's just scared of all these people, but her instincts are not telling her to be scared of them, actually. They're, they're not doing anything. There's no, there's no real danger from these people. They're, they're just regular, but she's wasting all her energy being afraid of all these people, basically being afraid of everybody. So she's diluting her, her instincts, she's diluting her focus, and she's not looking for true danger, right? So now when she meets true danger, she goes through the gate, she goes to the card, she, she's a card reader, right? Beep. She goes inside her building and she's going up the stairs and there's somebody standing in the stairwell. Now, he acts friendly, okay, he acts friendly. And so he's like, oh, can I help you with the bags? And he said, oh, I was just up at the fourth floor, uh, you know, talking to so-and-so. But she knew that the fourth floor, you know, she knew that this story didn't make sense. Like right off the bat, she knew it didn't make sense. So what she did was she ignored that. So here she has been afraid of everybody, right? And so now here's a situation where the guy's in a place that he shouldn't be. Okay, he doesn't live in the building and the story that he said about the fourth floor doesn't make sense. She knows the people on the fourth floor. She knows everybody in her building and the story just didn't make sense. I can't remember exactly what it was. Maybe they were on vacation or maybe he had the wrong name or whatever it was. It just didn't make any sense to somebody who lived in the building, right? So. Her instinct was, this guy's dangerous, but she didn't listen to it. She she basically was treating everybody with the same level of danger. So, you know, she's trying to blow him off. She's trying to get rid of him. She goes upstairs and he's like, hey, can I help you with your bags? And then she's like, oh, okay, you know, because she's got a bunch of bags in her hand, right? So they get up to the room and then he's like, oh, you know, basically talks her into letting her in, in the house. And then he ends up, uh, I think he's rapes her or something, and then he is going to kill her and... and she is the hero because she goes, as he goes into the kitchen, he's like talking about killing her now. And this is a true story of mass murder. I can't remember his name, but you can read the book. It's absolutely a great story. And just imagine yourself in the same position. I mean, guys get killed too, okay? So it has nothing to do with being a woman. So he's in the kitchen and he goes, he, or no, he says he's going to go in the kitchen and get a knife, right? And so she after she's been raped, she raped and she's like you know threatened to be killed she knows he's going to kill her so basically she now knows she's now out of denial this guy's going to kill her okay and so as he walks towards the kitchen she walks behind him at the same speed as him she knows that this will absolutely get her killed but she walks like silently because she knew she she instinctively her instincts knew this was the only chance she was going to have to survive. She knew. She, her instincts absolutely knew that once he came back with the knife, there was no hope. He was going to kill her. So she knew that by instinct. And she also knew that as he walked to the kitchen, the kitchen was near the front door. This was going to be her one chance to get out. So what she did was totally naked. She followed him silently behind. And he was so full of himself. He was so excited. He didn't even look behind himself. So he just figured she was so scared in the other room and she wouldn't dare to follow him, right? So she did follow him, and as she got to the door, she just, whoop, she was out the door, and she was saved, and it turns out the guy was a mass murderer. He was arrested. 
I don't know if he got the death penalty, but basically he was a mass murderer. He had killed many women in the exact way that he was threatening to kill her. So her instincts, she, she was ignoring her instincts. She was putting every guy into the same category as, you know, rapist, murderer. But then when she finally meets a rapist murderer, a real one, which is very rare, and that's the key point of the book, it's very, very rare, but it exists. So the way you survive in life is by being very much in touch. And this is really what he teaches you in the book, is that your instincts know, your instincts, okay, you, listening to this right now, your instincts know how to survive, and they know what's dangerous and what's not dangerous. You know, okay, when you meet a new person, when you go into a subway, when you walk down a street, you instinctively know. Now, your nervousness or your, like, say, personal flaws or maybe uh, if you don't like a certain type of person, you might think somebody's dangerous because they're a certain skin color or whatever, but your real instinct, okay, the, the thing that kept you alive, that's why I have to just say, you lived 100 million years, okay, your, your blood, your people lived 100 million years in, a, in an environment that was absolutely dangerous at every moment, even while you're sleeping. Okay, there was murder was common. Of course, deaths were common and everything else was common, like getting killed by every other kind of natural thing. Right. So you, you, you survived that. So th th that's what you, people don't realize. You survived. Okay. This is not some new age motivational thing. Okay. I'm just telling you the truth is that you survived. Okay. Through your ancestors. Okay. They are your blood. They gave you your instincts. And the people that didn't have those instincts are no longer with us. Their blood is no longer with us, right? So you are a freaking survivor and you have to believe that and you have to listen to yourself. So think of this woman, think of how stupid she looks walking down the street every day, scared of every guy. Just think of that. I hate that. I cannot stand that. You know, the worst thing is I'll, I'll be walking down the street and some like fat woman, like usually like that I would have no interest in at all. If I'm walking behind them, like let's say we're walking on the same street, right? And they'll look behind and see me and then they'll be like, you, you can just tell they're scared, right? And then they look at their phone and they look at it. And I'm not scary looking. You know, that's the thing. I mean, I'm sure it's much worse for guys that are like scary looking guys, right? For me, I'm you know, not scary looking, but it, it still happens sometimes. And I always look at the women like, like, how stupid are you? Like, like I mean, I'm there's no, you know what I mean? It's like they, they, they have no... Uh, most people, I would have to say, have no sense of what is real and what is not real. But it's only because they're ignoring their true instinct, their true nature, what's deep inside of you. Deeper than your thoughts, deeper than your intelligence, deeper than your current awareness. It's inside of you like, it's like in the, it's in the cells of your body, okay? And so for guys, what this is, what this should teach you, what the gift of fear, I guess there's so many lessons, so I'm not going to say what it should teach you. But what I was thinking about when I read it is I was thinking like, you know, look at this woman in the picture, right? You know, so you can see right away, this woman is unhinged, right? You know, she's like, uh, you know, she's like, changes every moment. She's one moment, she's this next moment, you know, one moment, she's a feminist, the next moment, she's a hippie, you know, the next moment, she's crying, and then she's angry. Uh, you know, the next moment she's really happy and then she's really upset about some meme on the internet or whatever. Um, and this type of person is definitely probably a good fuck, actually. So, you know, if you want to take her in the bathroom of the club, uh, ram her against the wall, uh, you know, that's probably a good idea. 
But anything you know else that this type of person is just trouble, and you know it. You know this girl's trouble. This kind of girl is definitely trouble, right? As a girlfriend, as a wife, right? As a live-in girlfriend, right? Especially as a live-in girlfriend, just crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh, you know, I've talked about dating a lot of women, and I actually have a ton of experience with different types of women, and, and some very stable, uh, very um, steadfast, almost masculine types personalities and also the absolute craziest of crazies uh and they you know i i found they tend to be beautiful the the really crazy ones tend to be tens or very high you know nines tens eights the very very hot ones they have the kind of the right or the they're allowed by society to be complete psychos basically right so uh, so yeah so that's what we got here is we we have these you know when you meet these type of women Right, your instinct is is that you know they're trouble, but at the same time, you're also your instinct is that you really want to drive your cock in there and like you know blow a huge wad all over your face, right? So you you have like these you have like these mixed instincts, right? So in the old days, what I guess what your instinct would be would be to impregnate her and then just keep walking, right? Just just walk down the savanna, right? Uh, you might see her again or whatever, you know, by the river or something else sometime. Uh, but uh, basically it's like whatever you know she looks like exciting and you have sex with her and then you basically keep walking right but what we do instead of that is we say oh you know like we, our logic comes up your logic is what kills you like literally kills you in fear you know and I think every woman should read this book too and I'm talking the truth I'm, I'm not saying this like this is not any kind of like situation I'm, I'm sure that women probably have the same thing is that they kind of instinctively know what's safe for them what's good for them but I'm just talking about guys here and guys basically we are we are trained from youth to not trust our instincts we're trained from youth just to basically logically look at the girls and decide what is you know safe for us what's good for us what's a good you know you'll know in your heart kind of bullshit right uh, you know it's just not true it's just not true because that's not I'm talking about instinct okay if they were gonna teach you you do know okay in another sense Okay, so if, for example, you are a freaking soldier, okay, you're in Guadalcanal, okay, I'm gonna put a link below to one of my favorite war scenes of all time, but that guy, right, those guys ran totally on instinct. They didn't have anything else to go on, right, because they had no time, they, it, was, it was dark, they were being inundated with guys, and it was one of the greatest battles of all time because they just didn't have time to think. They were just like, bam, 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 bam. You know, more ammo, you know. It's like, just get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. And and, and, and so there was only time for pure male instinct. You know, absolutely instinct. You could see the shots when he's going to get the ammo and he's going to help his friend down, down, the, down the trench and like all the people that attack him and all the situations. And it's a true story too. So it's awesome. It's awesome scene actually. One of the best scenes. One of them, this is my favorite scene actually of all time for war movies. Uh, but uh, that's the type of lover you want to be. You want to be that person, that guy that is like you come in when you see the situation. As soon as you sense weakness and you sense that I don't mean weakness like um, what do you call it? Like uh, okay, let me go with me on this one. When I weakness, I mean is that you are the conqueror as a man. Okay, you put your penis inside her, right? And you only do it when it's the right time, right? That the moment has to be right, and that's when the woman submits to the man. Okay, so that's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about weakness. You see that weakness, you see that submission, you know, and you go straight in, 
And if you do it right, if you do it right, the woman will absolutely love you for it. And will even say things like I was talking to my friend the other day. They will like come all over the place and, and say things like, like, take me, take me, like just like absolutely things that you would never hear her say again in her life. And she's she's just being ravished, you know, because you went in just at the moment that you saw the you saw the opening and you went straight in with no 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 qualms, right? And that's actually what exactly what women want. They hate when they give a signal to a guy and he does not attack, he does not go in, right? It's like they have to basically like have a sign out front, right, to, for the dummy guy to finally get it. By then, she's just she's not only is she not turned on, she she's like basically wrote the guy off in her mind. This is not the type of this is not a lover. This is a provider. This is like some nanny or something around the house, right? And you want to be that. If you ask me, I think you want to be that guy who goes in and like drives her insane, right? So even a woman like this, there are a lot of stuff you can do with her that's very cool, and it's even I think it's even possible to turn her around long term. Uh, because I have done that with uh, beautiful women before, crazy women. But uh, you know, I don't recommend uh, like getting into these situations if you if you don't have much experience, right? But basically, yeah, there it is. The gift of fear. You need to realize that most women are not out for your best interests. They're just not. They're not out for your best interests. You know what 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 do they want? This woman wants something totally different than what you want, right? She 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 wants something completely different. She, she, do you think she, this woman in this picture wants what you want? Seriously? You know, she wants like the lawnmower in the house and oh, she, she, she fucking, this woman is a completely different mindset. And, uh, you know, when she divorces your ass, then you find out what it's really like, what she really wants, right? You see the other face, like in the predatory female, you see the, the five faces of women, right? And you're going to see another face of this woman later, you know, she's in this face now. Uh, but you'll see another face later. So you have to follow your instinct on stuff like this. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Please like the channel and look forward to seeing the comments. Sorry for not being, uh, not being, not having new episodes here lately. Uh, like I said, my phone was stolen. It was a bit of a bummer. So I'm getting a new, a new phone here. And uh, for now, I'll record on my professional mic here. So thanks for listening.